Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. I'm going to talk to, uh, you know, I told you I was going to talk to uh, Egbert about that. I don't think that's right. I think he's being uninclusive. I think in today's society, you have to be super inclusive, don't you think? And the credo of Egbert 104.5 is nothing if not DEI, Brad. <laughs> Excuse me, D-I-E. 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 What's D- that's, what, that's what we should call it. What's D-I-E? Die? <laughs> Yeah, it's die. It's never it's never D E I. You think about what they want to happen to people like you and I, Brad. And it's D I E. It's not D E I. Yeah, it could be. That is John Combest. He's the guy that every single day for twenty two plus years puts together a list of all the top stories around the state, all the political uh, kind of things. He scours newspapers, uh, websites, uh, TV stations, radio stations, even the government sites as well. And he puts it all together and he puts it together for us. And we can go there at johncombest.com, C-O-M-B-E-S-T, combest.com, just like it sounds. And every morning we defer to him and say, John, give us the top three stories that are on johncombest.com this morning. Number three in the number three bucket, we're going to put stuff from Jeff City. And that might seem a little bit broad, but it's not. More specifically, yesterday on Pete Mundo's show, Pete hosts a show at KCMO Radio, he had both sides of the warring factions. If you think about the Freedom Caucus of Republicans in Jeff City, and then you think about the group that's not a member of the Freedom Caucus, both sides were on Pete Mundo's show yesterday. If folks listen to one interview of that set, I would recommend they listen to the interview that Pete did with Mike Searpoy. Mike Searpoy is a Republican state senator from Lee's Summit, and he gave essentially a rebuttal to everything that Bill Eigel has been saying over the last few weeks. Now, we on this show have given a whole lot of, uh, you could call it mindshare or time to Bill Eigel and the ideas that Bill Eigel and the Freedom Caucus are putting forward. So I think we should highlight what Mike Searpoy said. In general, I think Mike's summary was that Eigel and company, but specifically Eigel, have been, in his words, very selfish. Uh, he described Bill as being out of his mind. And part of Searpoy's point is that a lot of the stuff that the Freedom Caucus is talking about could have been done in previous years. So Searpoy points out that initiative petition legislation passed the Missouri Senate last year and it didn't come back from the House. But he gives a really strong rebuttal to a lot of the points that Eigel has been making. So I I would recommend that people check that out. And yesterday morning, Pete had Bill Eigel on at the 7 o'clock hour. So the other thing is Searpoy was able to respond directly to a lot of the things that Eigel said at the 7 o'clock hour. The number two story, and I would also put in that Jeff City bucket, Brad, that Governor Parson held his annual State of the State. It was, of course, his final State of the State where he gave an overview of what his proposed budget will be. And he he kind of, I think the Post-Dispatch were the ones that described the speech as a victory lap, and I think that would be appropriate. Yeah, that was, the the Post-Dispatch headline says, Parson takes 
victory lap to talk a little bit about the successes that he had, I-70, pro-life legislation and such. The number two story is that Democrats may have found someone to take their loss in 2024 against Ann Wagner. Ann Wagner will be elected, will be reelected this fall in the second congressional district. And a gentleman named John Keene is volunteering to take Democrats' loss. If the name John Keene sounds familiar for folks who are hardcore political people or people who just drive around looking at yard signs, John Keene ran for state uh, – he ran for the state legislature in 2018 and lost. He ran in 2022 and lost. Oh, and in the middle of that, he ran in 2020 and lost. So he's looking uh, to take his fourth loss in a row. I assume other Democrats will file to fill that Democrat ballot slot. And Ann Wagner won re-election last time by 11 points. She faced a really qualified Democrat named Trish Gunby, who had been a state representative previously. So John Keene is volunteering to take the loss. He'll probably face a spirited primary among Democrats. Yeah, but, but can, can, I, can I be a devil's advocate with you, John? Sure. You sound very assured that Ann's going to win. How do you know that, you know, things are weird. I mean, and she got, her district got changed around a little bit. She doesn't have the same component of her district that she did have in the past. Some people say she's got a more Republican district. I don't know if that's necessarily the case because I know she took over part of Franklin County, which she didn't have before. But how do you know that people just may, you know, I mean, just so, eh, we're tired of Ann. You know, let's just vote for this other guy. You know? You know what I'm saying? So you're, yeah, I do know exactly what you're saying. And to that point, Brad, that victory, or I should say that defeat of Ann Wagner would come in the Republican primary. It wouldn't come in the general election. Are you sure about that? I'm absolutely sure about okay. that. Okay. Okay. I, I, yeah, there, I mean, there's no chance for a Democrat to win the seat. Now, here's where I was wrong, Brad. I thought that Bob Onder would run against Ann Wagner in the primary. Yeah. And I think that race would be super competitive. Well, now, now I think he, Bob would have, go ahead. Because he's in the second. See, I get confused because they redistricted the, this. You're right. He is in the second district, right? Anders in the second district, but everybody thinks he's going to run for the third district. A which, lot of people do. You're right. And so, why would he run in a second district against Ann Wagner? I mean, I, I and, and like I said, you said he'd probably be defeated uh, tremendously in the primary. Correct. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think he would have a spirited fight against Ann Wagner. Now, remember, when when I thought that this was going to happen, I had no idea that Blaine Lutkemeyer would announce his retirement. So I, I'm talking about a year ago. I thought, you know, I, I could see Ana running against Ann in a primary, and he would he would be running to her right. And uh, yeah, but Ann Ann will win real. I mean, assuming no strong Republican files against Ann Wagner in the primary, Ann will win by. Who knows what the margin would be? And remember, last time she ran in a Republican year that was not strong, Brad, 2022 was not a great year for Republicans, and she beat a really well-qualified Democrat state rep by 11 points. John and a woman who went out there, the, her opponent, Trish Gunby, went out there and talked about abortion and women's rights and, you know, the traditional Democrat game plan and, and, and got spanked. John, John, how can you say that in 2020, 2022, we had the red wave in 2022. We did. It oh was my God. The insurmountable. red. Oh my God. There were, were there were, there were 150 seats in the house, uh, the U S house who were turned to Republican, weren't they? On a no, hold 436. 430. So Republicans won every house one. And then we, we even added another seat. Boy, the red wave house, just the, for fun. The red wave never really happened. Did it? <laughs> and we gave Missouri another congressional seat back which is great yes. yeah we we exhumed uh 
We exhumed Ike's skeleton, actually. Oh, man. And we had his carcass in, in the U.S. House of Representatives. I'm going to stop before I, before I say something that might possibly offend someone. The number one story, Brad, is a follow-up to a conversation we had earlier in the week. And again, it's our feel-good story. The Columbia Missourian covered a Mark Alford event. And if you still had your applause button handy, you could hit the applause button. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me see. Let me think. Let me think. I can't remember which one it is. Is this, this one? <laughs> just hold, hold, hold on a minute. Sad trauma. No, that's not it. Hold on. How about this one? Hold on. No, that's that's spooky stuff. How about? Yeah, hold, that is spooky. Oh, that's that's a drum. Hold on a minute. Maybe it's this one. No, that's crickets. crickets. Hold on a minute. This one. No, that's the way back machine. That's a machine. dream sequence, right? <laughs> okay, here. No, that's not it. Hold on a minute. Yeah, there it is. There we go. We got <laughs> we got to it. <laughs> Congressman Mark Alford had an event, uh, a small business roundtable in Columbia, where he essentially allowed small business folks to come in and kvetch about their complaints about the economy and how hard it is to hire people. What was interesting is that Congressman Alford was all, was un, was one of the other guests on our friend Pete Mundo's show in Kansas City. And Mark started the interview by saying, hey, I just drove in from Columbia. We had an event there. So it's great. And the Missourian covered it. And not only did they send a reporter, Brad, they also sent a designated photographer. Wow. But I know. So above and beyond. So, you know, the Brad and John show doing our part for civic engagement and better public information and really better journalism, which is what we do. Now, hold on a minute. I thought I thought that the newspapers had gone the same route of the radio or the TV stations where they don't send a reporter and a photographer. They send one person who reports and takes pictures. That's yeah, and uses their iPhone. By yeah. the way, speaking of photos, there's a <laughs> the Post-Dispatch had a photographer at the state of the state and captured a fantastic picture of Bill Igel making a, like a super skeptical theatrical face while Governor Parson was speaking, like just, you know, really over the top. You could tell that the governor was probably saying something about the state budget or and, or a reckoning or something. And, so. they, and the Post-Dispatch will use that picture forever and ever and ever. Because, <laughs> they, will. Because. they have so many great pictures. There's one well. of Andrew Bailey, the attorney general. Who looks like he's just – he's so disappointed and outraged at something and he's jutting out that lower lip. Anyone who's ever raised a child or seen a two-year-old knows that face and the yeah. Post-Dispatch uses that for everything. Yeah, you know, Brad, a story that didn't make our top three because I don't link to stories that are just about county governments. If I did so, I'd have to link to 114 county news plus the city of St. Louis. St. Louis County, according to St. Louis Public Radio – issued a report about minority hiring. Did you see this, Brad? No, 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 no. And it was incredibly disappointing because it talked about how much St. Louis County is letting down minorities by not hiring, by not essentially filling enough quotas for construction jobs. And here's the outrage, Brad. Did you know that of all the government contracts that went out for St. Louis County construction, there was not a single female brick mason put on a job in St. Louis County. You know, it's interesting you should bring this up. Once again, I watch a lot of videos. And there is this, uh, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. And I've gotten sort of hooked on, you know, on, on the YouTube shorts, which is yeah. the, which essentially is the, com the, the, the competitor to TikTok, where everything is shot vertically and it's 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Bliss. Okay. There's, I've never, I've never actually listened to the podcast, but it's a bunch of guys 
It's like three or four guys who sit around, and they always bring a bunch of women into the studio, and I think it's called Whatever. It's the Whatever podcast, yeah. Do you know about this? I do. Okay. I don't watch it, but I, I know all about their clips. Okay, so one of the women on there was talking about how important it was, that, you know, how all the accomplishments of women and things like that, and they didn't really need men. And she's going like, well, <laughs> we, we don't really need men. And one of the dude... On the they they're they sit if you've seen the thing if you've seen the video the dudes sit on the left side of the table the yeah. women the women and the, and the and the ladies of the night or whoever they are right. sit on the right and the, the the men the 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 ladies sit on the right side of the table and he just goes off on a rant which was incredible because he says you drive on highways that were built by men you right. you live in a house that was built by men you drive around in a car that was built by men you know and the interesting thing was you mentioned they couldn't find a brick mason because of the fact and it's <laughs> it, it's interesting because because uh, Piers Morgan does the same thing he said there's all these construction jobs that are available to women and they don't want them you yeah, know I wonder why well i mean it's like i won't mention who it is because I don't want to get in trouble, but we have a uh, we have someone that I know that runs a contracting company, and he is always af- actively trying to hire women. He can't find them in his particular trade. There's a few yeah. of them out there, and the problem is that he's he's told me this sort of in confidence, so I won't say who it is. That he gets the women who come in. And they do the job for a while, and they're like, eh, I don't know if this is right for me, and then they quit. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's not, and and there's some people go, well, because they're being harassed by the men on the job. No, I mean, of course not. You know, now are there women out there who are skilled tradesmen, carpenters, and things like that? Yeah, but there's very, very, they're very few of them. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the things that it typically that if you go look at, you know, if you go through any of these new subdivisions that are being built, like in St. Charles County, in West St. Louis County, and you look at the crews, the framing crews, almost. 99% of the time, all men. You know, uh, the guys who are, yep. you know, pour the foundation, all men. And once again, it's not that they don't hire women. It's that women don't want those jobs. And I'm, well, not, I'm yeah, not trying to you're be... right, Brad, but you know what the answer to all this is? The county needs to spend more money on, quote, education. Now, this is... I, I, I'm, but... You and I are clearly in the wrong industry slash industries in our life because if we... Pr- if we put together educational, quote, training materials and we just pitched them and we went to every large county in the United States and said, you are not hiring enough bricklayers and masons and mechanics. And here's our education program to teach you how to do it better. Well, one of my insurance agents, her husband was a bricklayer, a brick mason, whatever you want to call it. And she would complain about the fact that he didn't work nearly as much as he used to because of the fact that most people don't build with brick anymore. Right. And, and what's interesting is she pointed out the fact, and once again, I'm a construction nerd because my dad was a civil engineer. A lot of buildings now that are brick, they have prefabricated brick panels that they like. I don't know if you've seen this before. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's, it's, it, you know, it's done in a factory, and, and they bring it on site, and they just boom, you know, pop it into place, and away you go. And it's just one of those things. Brick, if you go, like, and and it's interesting you should mention that because, you know, one of the big, uh, this sort of dovetails into something maybe we'll talk about in segment two, segment three. In St. Louis County and in St. Charles County, St. Charles County and St. Louis County have the, no, I I take that back. St. Louis, St. Charles City, St. Charles City and St. Louis County have the same issue. You know what that issue is? What's that? They want a new uh, building. St. Charles County, uh, and it's funny, I know Dan Borgmeyer. I should ask him if he'd come on the air and talk about this. 
they have a really cool building in downtown St. Charles. Matter of fact, they sit right across the street from uh, the St. Charles County Courts building. And matter of fact, I don't know what street that is, but on one side of the street, they're both on 2nd Street. And on one side of the street, it's St. Charles City, City Hall. And on the other side of the street, it's St. Charles County Courts Building. Okay, I know where you're talking about. I know that intersection. Right. And and the St. Charles County office building is not that old. I mean, when I say not that old, it's not like it dates back to the 1800s. It's sort of modernistic looking. Yeah, okay? it is. St. Louis County has a building, once again, which I think was built like in the 60s or 70s or something like that, because the building now that is where the police are and where's the, the expanded county jail is where the entire St. Louis County used to be. That used to be the entire building. Courts and everything were in that building. And now it's just used for the thing. Anyway, St. Louis, Co- St. Louis County, uh, Dr. Page has said, we need to raise taxes because we need a new building. And see, here's what's interesting. He says their building's too old. We have a federal government. The Senate building, the House and the Rep, and the, the building they're in, how old is that? What? Very old. Two, I used to work in one of them. Two centuries? Uh, very old. Isn't it like a century and a half, two centuries old, something like that? I don't know if it's that old. Uh, we'll look that up over break. How old's the White House? I, I know it was burnt down by the British, what, in 1812 or something like that, but the White House essentially is like, what, two, 200 years old? Something like it that? It is. I uh, just looked it up. 232 years old. The White House, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so how is it that we can have a building that is our seat of, you know, the most important building in the country as far as where our president sits and lives and the whole bit that's over two centuries old and St. Louis County can't deal with a building that's like 40 or 50 years old? Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. I don't. Well, know. because you know what? Construction trades and no, unions well, and other people, they need a little bit of work in this economy, so why not I've, spend taxpayer money to it, build things? We'll talk about that beginning next break because I've heard the reason why, and I say bogus reason okay well let's I, call it out let's talk i about say it. i say i'll call i'll call bj on that not bs <laughs> <laughs> i'll call oh that's bj hey <laughs> hey watch it brad fcc is listening <laughs> all right okay Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 